Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, moms and dads, we're back on the Fearless Parody Podcast. And again, I have with me Brandon Miller, who, if you'll remember from last time, for a decade has been involved in immigration of students wishing to go to college in Canada. He has operated a boutique immigration practice called Maple Immigration Services, and his book, Second Passport, addresses why having options, including where your child will attend college, is more important than ever before. So once again, without further ado, here's Brandon Miller. Brandon, hey, I appreciate you being back with me for part two of a two-part interview. And we were talking about the advantages and disadvantages to Americans attending university in Canada. But I got to ask you, you got to have a passport to come up to Canada. So is obtaining that second passport important? And if so, why? Well, a second passport. So that's a, that's a really good question. And and there's a number of different reasons why people would want that passport. Okay. Um, but the importance of it is, um, I, I really believe, can be distilled right very, very simply down to one one statement. And it gives people options for the future. Um, there's a number of different options that people can have for that. And I, I believe that, um, you know, when people are, what's the word I'm looking for? When people are weighing this out, a lot of people actually don't think very f- far ahead in advance. I no, have some clients. I know people, most people think about two to five years and they might plan for retirement and say, you know, 20 or 30 years. And this is the reason that I think that a lot of people will contact me about 38 because they're looking at the next stage of their life and they're thinking like, where do I want to live? What does my life look like? Like, you know, my life isn't shaping up like that, you know, that insurance commercial when I was supposed to retire <laughs> early and have all this money. So they start thinking about these things. But what I, what I, what impresses me is a lot of times I, I have a lot of clients um, that will, will contact me and they'll be thinking not, you know, five or 10 years in advance. They're thinking like 50 or 75 years they're thinking about what does life look like for my children or my grandchildren. Now, here's the thing. Having a second passport in Canada opens up a lot of opportunity currently, and it continue to, can continue to open up more opportunity. And I'll give you some examples. Please. If you have a second passport, uh, it allows worker mobility. There's a number of different treaties that Canada is involved in. You know, we hear about these trade treaties all the time in the news and how, you know, different people are getting the raw end of this or that, or some farmers are getting hurt or whatever, right? But what you need to understand is buried in those treaties, there's also provisions to move workers from country to country. Okay. So for instance, 
NAFTA, right, or Kuzma or USMCA or whatever we call it yeah. these days, there's provisions in there that are specifically for Americans that can actually come to the border under certain categories and under certain occupations and apply for a work permit at the border. You know, and and conversely, Canadians and Mexicans can actually do the same thing. You just have to know how to use that, and you have to have one of those passports to be able to do that. Now, that's that's easy for you know. You're like, no, I've already got a passport. I can do that anyways. The the issue or the 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 benefit is is that Canada we have a number of those different treaties like in South America and Asia and Europe and different places where people can actually leverage that because they have the citizenship. Retirement is another option or taxation, for instance. A lot of people can um, use that. And if they're if they're smart and they draft their strategy up properly, they can live and they can leverage both sides of the border. They can leverage job opportunities. Um, you know, they can leverage uh, property, lifestyle, all of these different things for people to be able to do that. The other thing is, too, is that you don't have to give up your passport, your American passport. You can have multiple passports and you can continue to have that. That's actually a common uh, question that we get. You know, there's there's this I don't know if you've seen and and uh, where, where people are like, ah, I don't want I want to get rid of my passport and I want to I want to leave. And it's it's it really is boils down to like taxation issues. I'm never a, a real big fan of that. I don't think that, you know, leaving a place to avoid paying money is is really a good thing because ultimately it's your home but i do think that having the option to be able to have different structures in place or live in different areas uh is is beneficial um well now i kind of gathered from this that it could be used as a investment but before we get to that you know what what is the cost if one was to try to get a second passport I think it's just to touch on that in terms of the investment, I, I, I see it as a tool, right? And I, I think that it's a tool to open up options. And I think that that's the way a lot of people should look at it. You know, I look at my clients from say India or China or, or different places in the world, and they see this as a tool for travel, for business, or to be able to have that kind of safe second option just in case. In terms of the cost, uh, it's it's actually quite nominal. Um, you know, really? for instance, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, if somebody comes up here and they come as a student, for instance, right? They can come in here. They're, um, geez, in terms of cost. Well, let's put it this way. You can come here, get all your student visas, get your permanent residency and your passport. And in terms of government fees, you're less than like probably $5,000 Canadian. Right. So and that opens up options for the future. Free health care, which is a huge thing for a lot of people when they get a little bit older. Uh, it opens up, you know, we've got, I don't know, free health care, the prescriptions, uh, ten dollar a day daycare, you know, all of these really great programs that you can access if you're a pre permanent resident or a citizen here. So, you know, again, I, I like to make that so if you look at the opportunity cost, you know. It's actually nominal, but really at the end of the day, it depends on the program that you go through. Um, you know, some people can come here directly. I just, I brought somebody in from New Jersey. Um, oh, geez. He's finished his landing up a couple months ago. Uh, and, you know, all told, he's got him, his wife, and his child. Uh, they're in and finished in, in under $5,000 direct to PR. Like he just came in wow. direct to permanent residency, a permanent residency for people. I've thrown that term around loosely. That's okay, basically, yeah. that's a, um, 
uh, that's like a green card. It's it's okay. basically our term for a green card. So other costs, if you're a student, you would have international tuition and living expenses. Living expenses are comparable. Uh, international tuition can be the same or less. And I and I I'm air quoting the less right now. It's it can be a lot less uh, for right, people to be able to come here. Go. Yeah, depending on where you go. Um, yeah, and that's it. But you know, one of the things that we've done is is we've tried to open up the access to for people to be able to do that. Uh, you know, we offer like the professional representation of services, or we've given people the ability to do it uh, themselves in a guided manner through through Second Passport. Well, now, another thing I'm curious about is you mentioned, um, you know, on your website and, and in your uh, bio that you can assist parents planning the prosperity of their children and future generations. Mm-hmm. Now, all of this, because you get a passport, I mean, how a second passport, how, how does all that work? We have we have the ability to do it. We have a holistic service in terms of being able to help people get into the schools. So getting their letter of acceptance to the schools, navigating that process. Uh, And we're unique in that we also have the immigration services. So we have sister companies that work together in that. We work mostly uh, we work with people all over the world um, and and students are, are a strong focus for us. Um, but we have the ability to to help people facilitate to get them into the school while at the same time take care of all of the uh, paperwork and whatnot that they need to do to make sure it's done properly and, and stress free. Um, so that's all that's all there. Like it's, you know, it, it's all laid out for people that want to do it. Uh, they just have to figure out, I think the hardest part, and again, I know I I work in this, so it, it it sounds like I'm downplaying it a little bit. But it the 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 getting the admission and getting the immigration is very straightforward. I think the hard part for a lot of people is wrapping their head around the idea of this and what they want to do for the future. And yeah, it's a little you know, different. I I yeah, I think it's I think it's um, I think it's something that people need to you know put some thought into. Or at least do some education on and figure it out. Uh, figure out if it's something that uh, that would work for them. Well, it sounds like it gives the benefits of uh, two different countries to, because they don't lose their uh, U.S. citizenship mm-hmm. at the same time, being able to take uh, advantage of certain things on the other side of the borders, so far as cost of of the university and the uh, ease. Well, I don't want to say easy, but you make it seem like it, it would be easy to uh, apply at, at these various universities and that they're comparable to what we have here in the United States in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, that's the number one thing that I hear when I speak to people. They're like, I didn't know it was this easy. And I'm like, it really is that easy. It, like, it, you know, the fact that you can literally hop on a plane. Now, mind you, you have to have the proper paperwork and everything done in advance. But once you put all that together, you literally hop on the plane. Hi, what are you doing? Why are you coming to Canada today? I'm coming here to study. Okay, great. I need a study permit. Okay, go in that room. You'll sit down. You'll talk to a border officer that's uh, generally pretty nice. 
and uh, you'll give them the package of papers. They'll look it over and they'll say, here's your study permit. Welcome to Canada. And that's it. And you'll get a study permit. You'll get a work permit. You'll get access to the healthcare. You'll get access to everything. And you can use that time and education to not only get a good quality education to get you started on your future, but also have the ability to leverage that to get a second passport and a Canadian passport, which is a, a great tool for one's future. And it offers you uh, the opportunity to uh, go into uh, a job on either side of the border, where the United exactly. States or Canada. But Brandon, it also sounds like it might be a good line item for one's resume mm-hmm. having attended mm-hmm. school in another country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, you know a lot of a lot of the things, and I and I know as somebody who hires people, I look at their I look at people's experience, and I'm not just looking at what they've done in school or or the types of jobs they have. I really uh, I really think employers are looking at like what's the life experience, what is the you know what is the adaptability to different cultures, and and what's your understanding of the world. Um, I think that that's something that uh, is is a good opportunity for people to to do. Um, I also think that you hit on something there as well in terms of being able to leverage both sides of the border. I can tell you this, um, you know, we've both, we're both old enough to know that, you know, there's good economic times and there's bad economic times, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is, is from what I, what I've seen, and, and please, if anybody's listening and they're an economist or something, please don't call me out on this. This is just my opinion. Um, but you'll see slowdowns, and I see my clients do this, where you'll have slowdowns uh, in in different areas, you know. And we'll generally see that uh, we'll see that happen, say in the U.S. But some people will get up and they'll move, and they can they can come and they can leverage the job market because Canada generally lags behind the U.S in terms of things like that. And we don't get hit as hard in terms of, you know, some of the banking policy, it doesn't hit as hard. And, and you, you can fact check me on that. Um, but the, um, the thing is, is that people have the ability to like, okay, you know, things are getting a little tight here. I can move over there and I can ride that out and then, you know, do what I need to do. So there, there is the ability and there is the flexibility for people to be able to do that with ease. Um, you know, and, I, and again, it just gets back to my one statement. It's options for the future. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, no, we, um, we, we don't. We have no idea whatsoever. But I, I will tell you know, this one thing that I do want to bring up before we head out and break from this interview here today. I, I spent a week at the Korea Naval Academy and I was in the Navy. So I've been to various different places in the world. I, I often tell people. You know, I have a better appreciation for America and the United States and what we have here because I have been in other countries. Uh, I have, even though it was a short little little amount of time at the Korean Naval Academy, it allowed me to see things in a different light, how things were done in another country. And not saying what was done in another country was bad or anything like that. It was it was different which make me have an appreciation for what I have here in America. And I think from that vantage point that it would be good for kids to maybe, even if they only go for a couple of semesters, just so that they can look and, and see things from a different vantage point and that it'll give them a greater appreciation for what they have here in America. 
You and I are so on the same page. And I, I will tell you, that's that's one thing that I took away from my time overseas as well, is you really you really learn gratitude and you learn how grateful and how good we have it. And I'll, I'll never forget, um, just as, as, as a story uh, for your listeners, you know, I was in Cambodia on vacation and it, this was back in the 1990s. And if you know anything about the Cambodian history, they've, they've had a pretty rough rough yes, go. Yes, and one of the things that I wrestled with was, you know, I got there to this country and there were so many people that like you would look at them and you would be like, wow, you guys are really, there's a lot of poverty here. And, but one of the things that was interesting to me is they were happy and there was a lot of happiness there. And I, I, you know, I get back and I'm like, man, you look at, you come back to the Western world and the first world and people are, they're not happy and they're not grateful with what they have. And they're complaining about this or complaining about that. And we always hear these phrases like, oh, first world problems and this and that. And I'll never forget it where, you know, those experiences where you go and you see things like that, it really does change your perspective. And anytime, you know, as, as I said, even if parents want to do that and, and send people to Canada, you know, um, obviously it's not the third world or anything, but I'm telling you the perspective that any, any little perspective that they can get just interacting with the border, for instance, is something that that's there. So yeah, yeah I'm, I stretch them. It, it'll stretch them and it'll stretch them exactly. in a positive way, I believe. Hey, Brandon, real quick, tell my mm. viewers what your website is. So our website is my second passport.ca. And we use the .ca because it's Canada, but it's mysecondpassport.ca. And, um, you know, people can go take a look there. We've got uh, we've got a number of different uh, things there for them to check out. We've got some uh, free resources as well, because one of the biggest things that we want to do is anybody who is is thinking about this, uh, we want them to to look long and hard at it and and research it. Uh, to make sure that they have an understanding of a not only what the opportunity is, but also if it's right for them. So, uh, again, hit up the website mysecondpassport.ca, and and uh, that's a great starting point. Well, we're gonna have that link in the podcast show description. As always, parents, you know I harp on that. Go to the show's podcast description because you're gonna find links and parental resources that we have there just for you. And we're going to have a link to Brandon's book. Well, that brings us to the end of this podcast interview. Hey, Brandon, it's great having an international guest on my podcast. (laughs) Brother, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to add value to my moms, to my dads, the parents and guardians that I have in my audience. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Dan. I know it, it's been it's been a lot of fun with you, and I really appreciate it. You're doing good stuff here, and I'm I'm happy to be part of it. So thank you so much. Uh, you're more than welcome, brother. Until next time, everyone. God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parody Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, 
who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.